Hey, it's Bilal Bacani at Bilal V87 on Twitter and Instagram. And should Seth Rollins be demoted to NXT? Find out tonight as NXT invaded Raw and Triple H offered for Seth to join NXT and gave him an NXT title shot against Adam Cole, which would allow him to effectively do that. Brock Lesnar quit SmackDown, and it turns out it was just to be wrecked by Rey Mysterio and a lead pipe on Raw, and we are finally getting Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch versus SmackDown Women's Champion Bayley versus NXT Women's Champion Shayna Baszler, but let's get right to it. You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. So the big main event for me was this Seth Rollins angle. So it started with Triple H coming out with some limousines, obviously, Turns out NXT people were in there, but for the moment, it was Triple H uh, showing up to the arena around the start. Seth Rollins later was in the ring cutting a promo about losing his title match with Bray Wyatt, a.k.a. The Fiend, at Crown Jewel. And he really didn't know what was next. Triple H's music hits. Triple H sort of reminded us of the short history of Seth Rollins and Triple H, and he sort of positioned himself as the guy who could show Seth what was next. And they began to recap the invasion on SmackDown by NXT. And Triple H basically wanted Seth to join him. Out came the Undisputed Era. And before anything could really transpire, the OC came out. Dijakovic came out. So did Damian Priest. And the rest of Raw came out, which included Rowan, Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, and R-Truth. And Seth Rollins kind of just stood there. Later on, he was backstage. And... He said he was a top guy. He was more of a top guy than Daniel Bryan. Don't let the Revival hear that. And he wanted an NXT title shot, just like Bryan had on SmackDown against Adam Cole. Of course, Triple H gave it to him, and he was ringside when Adam Cole went one-on-one with Seth Rollins. This was an excellent back-and-forth contest until the Undisputed Era interfered. But once again, the OC were quick to come out, and then Raw and NXT all ran out. So nothing was really resolved here. But there were some good spots at the end here where Ricochet did a shooting star in the ring outside to the group of superstars there. And then Keith Lee finished the show with an amazing swanton. And quickly, I want to address the big issue. Should Seth Rollins go down to NXT? I think the answer is yes. I think he's just sort of, you know, gone a bit too far and burned himself out. So I think this angle should end up with Seth betraying Raw to join NXT and then probably being taken out at Survivor Series, and he can come back out of an injury and work his way back up from NXT. I think that's where you have to go with Seth Rollins, but that's just my opinion. We also had Becky Lynch. Actually, before Becky, let's talk about Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. Brock Lesnar, uh, we were told by Paul Heyman, his contract is not like other contracts. He sort of threw out that Alexa Bliss and Nikki had been traded to SmackDown for quote-unquote two future considerations, and in the ring we had two considerations who are quite current uh and then he went on to Rey Mysterio and said he would Sammy Guevara him which is I guess the best AEW rip I've heard on WWE because they don't really do those and then Brock began terrorizing people backstage throughout a few segments and then he worked his way out to the ring where he started going after the commentators and when he did that it was sort of going after King and Dio Madden stepped up. He was taken out by Brock Lesnar. That was the end of him. I must say I didn't miss him on commentary, although I felt bad for him. And then Rey Mysterio, after Madden had been destroyed, said, okay, that's enough. You know, if uh, two or three employees get crushed, what do I care? But man, you mess with Madden. Uh, you've gone too far. 
Ray with a lead pipe annihilated Brock and later on cut a promo where he basically said that Brock had taken away everything that mattered to him, including his son and, and hurting him. So he was now going to take the WWE title at Survivor Series. And I dig this because this will be a great title match and it kind of alleviates the fear uh, of endless triple threats at Survivor Series. So this works quite well. And this was all done very, very well. As I wanted to get to, we also went backstage with Becky Lynch, who was being interviewed by Charlie Caruso. <laughs> that did not last long, as Shayna Baszler quickly replaced Charlie, and she made it clear that she was going to target Becky, not just be in a match with Becky, but she wanted to make her tap or to pin her, and all Becky had to do was pick which body part she wanted to lose to her. Becky then started to tell her, that she was no different than Ronda Rousey and that she was going to beat her just like she beat Ronda. Excellent, excellent stuff here by these two. And I can't wait for that match. It's going to be excellent. And of all the triple threats that we could get, that's the one I want. We also had the Kabuki Warriors taking on Charlotte Flair and Natalia. And of course, they lost. There was a nice video package about Natalia and Lacey Evans and the Saudi Arabia match. And, you know, as sort of a... I don't think they'll win the titles, but I'm sort of interested to see them try. I'm cool with Natalia and Charlotte here going for the women's tag team champions that aren't specific to Raw, although I wanted to say that. We also got Humberto Carrillo and the Street Profits taking on the OC. The OC cut a promo about uh, the NXT invaders and how they were sort of going to defend Raw, while the Street Profits came out and made a pretty good point that the OC won the Best in the World tournament, but that the Street Profits weren't part of it and that they beat them two weeks ago. So they had the match, and the OC won. And in fact, it was AJ Styles getting the pin on Carrillo, although he used a power bomb and put his feet on the rope, so sort of keeping some doubt in there. So not a clean win, and that's a good way to extend this, although keeping AJ quite strong. We also had the Viking Raiders killing a few jobbers, but they did call out the OC afterwards, so that kind of sets up probably the next tag team title feud. Will that be... At Survivor Series, I don't know. In fact, I would like to see them be forced to team together in some sort of wacky three-way 30-man uh, Survivor Series tag team match. That's what I want to see. I want to see that. But, moving on. Alexander Rusev, now known as Rusev, wanted to end the drama around his situation with Lana. So he called out Bob Lashley. He said he could have Lana, but that Lashley's ass was his. Lashley came out with uh, crutches and he tore his groin, though not a crown jewel fighting Rusev, but he implied it was doing stuff with Lana. But they had found someone to volunteer to fight Rusev, and it was Drew McIntyre. Hell of a volunteer. McIntyre had a match with Rusev. Uh, I believe this ended when Randy Orton came out and got a really the RKO out of nowhere, of RKOs out of nowhere, and it became a two on one attack until Ricochet came out and made the save. You know, this could be building to some sort of three-on-three tag. But what I really hope happens is I hope these five men, Bobby Lashley, Rusev, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, and Ricochet, are forced to be Team Raw against Team NXT and SmackDown because the amount of friction that exists in this team is unprecedented. Uh, I, I can't think of another example. You know, the, the Lashley and the Rusev stuff alone, and then Orton and Ricochet... Um, and, and McIntyre and Ricochet, I, I would really love to see that. We also had Selena Vega, who came out with Andrade. I assume this was going to be a one-on match with Selena Vega and Carolina, but we quickly realized it would be a tag team match. Uh, she cut, Selena cut a promo before, pretty straightforward, 
and uh, they did get the win, of course, Vega and Andrade, but great stuff, and this is about the best thing you're going to get out of Sin Cara. And quickly, the last match, which I almost forgot, Cedric Alexander lost to Buddy Murphy. Uh, good showcase for both these guys. I would like to see them factor in uh, to a U.S. title picture in the future um, when Carrillo is done. Although I think in the case of Murphy, you need Carrillo with that title to set up a good feud. But uh, that's pretty much it. And that was Monday Night Raw. I'm a bit behind, so I'm going to keep this short. I'll be back on Wednesday for AW Dynamite. I will probably fly solo on that. And you can tweet me at BilalP87 on Twitter and Instagram. Bye. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.